I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, so Texans versus Ravens. We're going to talk to Gerard Johnson straight off the uh, practice field. I got got a confession uh, about him. Uh, at twelve twenty, uh, one, one of uh, C.J. Stroud's best assets. I, I, I don't think you're gonna like it, but I am very right. amused by it. It's all right. Twelve twenty. I'm good. Twelve twenty. Okay. But the quarterback position. Let, let's focus on that because it's it's the most important thing. We all agree, it's the most important thing. We've heard all the good things being said about C.J. And I'm just gonna hammer this home because I, I think it's important to play the hit, and I think it's important to. Talk about the the quarterback and the and the advantage or lack thereof. Mm-hmm. I feel the Texans have the quarterback advantage. I'm, I'm going to keep saying this until Saturday comes around. Could could Lamar Jackson outplay C.J. Stroud? Sure, it could easily happen. It's a fluid process. That's fine. But based on what we've seen from Lamar Jackson and based on what we've seen from C.J. Stroud and their history in these moments, and, and I think we all agree, playoff football is different than regular season football. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. Then, based on Lamar Jackson's playoff body of work, in which his his rating drops 30, 30 points, which mm-hmm. would put him below, by the way, Bailey Zappi this year, uh, if we were just going by his career playoff um, rating, uh, his completion percentage drops nearly 15%. He has three touchdowns, five interceptions. Still, still electric with the legs. I'm not going to minimize that. But his play drops off significantly. And C.J. Stroud's increases significantly in the in the two winner go home games, which in which he was an underdog. That body of work, I don't think it's far fetched to say that the Texans can feel confident that they may possess the quarterback advantage on Saturday. Look, they we obviously know they may not because uh, uh, he, he you know he, as much as he struggled in the postseason, he's been there a lot and uh, and all that. But it's not outrageous to say something like that. Like, like if Why is Lamar Jackson getting asked about how he feels and can you score over 20 points in the playoffs? Is that just because they feel great about it? Right. Because like, why is he a, getting asked that question? I mean, what, which quarterbacks that are clearly you know, elite, and he's clearly elite, but elite in the postseason, even get asked that question? You know? Yeah. Uh, that, 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 that's the point. And, and, and how many people have you know, 2,000 words, 2,500-word profiles written about him uh, that centers around the look in their eye this year as opposed to previous years. And I think uh, there's times, and, and I think that, that it happens often, where when there's a superstar caliber player, um, a, a generational talent like a Lamar Jackson, and yes, I do believe he is that, a lot of times there's unfair criticism of 
them coming short in the playoffs. Like LeBron James. LeBron James was balling out. He didn't have enough around him. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes there there is that. And, and then sometimes they just flip the switch, and all of a sudden, like, it's a big thing of the past. Like, this guy used to be considered this, and now all of a sudden, this guy is the guy that you want to have the rock in his hands in January or February for a football game. But the, the Lamar Jackson criticism and the questions about him coming up big in the playoffs, they're they're more than fair. Four four games for me is a is a body is a decent body of work. It's 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 a very decent body of work, uh, especially when the drop offs are such, and especially when we've seen him have an MVP season and be a double digit favorite in the divisional round, and completely get smacked around by the Tennessee Titans by sixteen points when you're a ten point favorite. I, I think it's I think it's one hundred percent fair to question Lamar Jackson in the playoffs. Now, I also acknowledge that there can be a reason that maybe you and I are not capable of grasping. And it can be as simple as development. Like, it, it could be – there can be a gray area where you say, okay, it's a different system. Okay, he has more weapons around him. Okay, that's fine. I can I can get down with that. But it's not something you just you just browse over, especially when on the other side – and this is the most important thing – especially when on the other side – you have a guy who's playing like C.J. Stroud is playing and appears to have that intangible that everybody seems to be able to see that he perhaps possesses. I just well, I think it's fair. I think it's very fair to say that the Texans could have the quarterback advantage. Well, let, 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 let me put it this way, and you mentioned this coming into the segment. You want, you want to hear more than just three letters, you know, MVP. Like, if that's your argument, well, he's the MVP. You know, nine times out of ten, that's a strong argument. But if this were C.J. Stroud's third or fourth year and he had the exact same season he had this year, did the exact same things he did this year, he would be neck and neck with with Lamar Jackson as an MVP because there's always this bias, this grudge, whatever, uh, against rookies and the MVP race. He was, Hell, he was in the MVP race. He had odds in Las Vegas until the very end when, when Lamar Jackson you know, pretty much sealed it as other players faltered. So, you know, Yes, he he is the MVP. Yes, he is awesome. Yes, he can flip the switch and go three and zero, and we're sitting here going, "Damn, he really turned that that postseason uh, record around." Uh, but at the same time, and this is the thing that, that kind of seals it for me that it's not an outrageous claim that you're making there or that we're making. People in in Baltimore are crossing their fingers and hoping he gets it done, because they've seen the other side in the postseason. People in Houston, and I'm not talking about just fans, I'm talking about people that cover the team, are saying, that's the least of our worries. C.J. Stroud performing, that's the least of our worries. We got worries, but that's the least of them. Look, you and I are going to make some some claims over the course of 10 to 2. We're going to make some claims where people will think we're nuts. We'll, we'll try to explain ourselves, and sometimes mm-hmm. people will think, We'll think that we're nuts, mm-hmm. uh, and and sometimes we'll be proven as nuts. That's that's going to happen. It's happened. It happens. <laughs> but if this is an outlandish claim that the Texans, based on what I've just laid out and what I've said, is if it's outlandish to quote the Backstreet Boys, tell me why. Mm-hmm. Like tell tell me why for real. Tell me tell me why this is outlandish. And, and I need more than MVP. Mm-hmm. because I, I put this out earlier today. Like, I, I need more than MVP. Since 2000, there's been 27 There's been 27 teams that have been home favorites that have lost in the divisional round. There's been 27 of those. Four of them had MVP quarterbacks. They were led by MVP quarterbacks. <clears throat> Tom Brady, he lost in 2010 to the Jets. He's a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. 
Aaron Rodgers, 2011, eight-point favorite against the Giants. 2019, Lamar Jackson. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, he lost as a 10-point favorite to the Titans. And then 2021, D'Amico Ryan's defense. Uh, shout out Aaron Rodgers, uh, who was the MVP and a five-and-a-half-point favorite. So, if it's outlandish, just tell me why. Uh, explain it to me. Um, again, what happens from 3.30 to 6.30? We can... We can see it, and, and, and it can be proven as a thing of the past. But just based on all the information we're gathering, everything that our eyes are seeing right now, tell me why it's outlandish. It, look, it's not outlandish. And then there's this. Like, since Lamar Jackson has become the starting quarterback for the Ravens, I'm, I'm, what I'm getting to is he's awesome, he makes plays, he can win a game. No doubt. But. Let's talk about the the complimentary pieces here and and lifting them and falling in line with them and they love him, uh, but I'm saying like like playing at a different level around him. Since he's become the starting quarterback, the Ravens have had 18 different players make the Pro Bowl. 18 different players have made the Pro Bowl. He's had talent. He's had defenses. He's had uh, running game. Uh, all that stuff. C.J. Stroud has got one Pro Bowler. One. He's got guys that were. Backups in Devin Singletary. And that could be the difference. Like, Lamar might have more around him. Right. But But I'm saying he hasn't done it. He's still one in three. If I'm just focusing on that position. What would C.J. Stroud be? I feel good about it. What would we be saying about C.J. Stroud if over the next five years he has 18 different players that are pro bowlers around him? I think the Texans will be in a pretty good spot. I think we'll be talking about some, maybe even a Super Bowl. I'm not going to be able to say this. If the Texans somehow pull this off and they face Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, I'm not going to be able to say that. Mm-hmm. They're going to have the quarterback advantage. That's true. Either one of them. They're mm-hmm. both. They're battle-tested. They've had some big playoff moments. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has a Hall of Fame and championship pedigree. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if they play Josh Allen, it's going to be in Buffalo. He, he's a completely different animal there. I'm not going to be able to say that. Mm-hmm. This is the one guy I am going to be able to say that about. Where it is, like even Joe Flacco, like even Joe Flacco last uh, last week, it was, well, Joe Flacco, um, he's, uh, you know, he's got a, he's got a good playoff pedigree. Playoff Joe, old as hell though. Yeah, but Joe Flacco had a playoff pedigree, so you, so you acknowledge that he had the ability to flip the switch. Lamar Jackson has not shown that. Yeah, and here's the other thing that I think is interesting: John Harbaugh. John Harbaugh is a good coach, but we've we've seen some good coaches that. When you reach your peak early on, and then all of a sudden, for for whatever the reason is, you just kind of have trouble get uh, winning playoff games. I, I, it happens a lot. Like uh, Mike Tomlin, Mike Tomlin won a Super Bowl early. Like they they've been they have had very little playoff success in recent history. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike McCarthy, Mike McCarthy early in Green Bay, he won the he won the um, the Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers and him, they, they were they're two of the four examples. Uh, are, are two examples of losing in the divisional round as a favorite. Sometimes it just happens. John Harbaugh in his last five playoff games is one and four. And we and we can dismiss the one where Lamar didn't play if you if you would like against the Bengals. That's fair. But he hasn't had a lot of success in the playoffs lately, uh, John Harbaugh. Let's go back. They won the Super Bowl in 2012. Joe Flacco was playing mm-hmm. for a contract. Joe Flacco was literally playing for his first big NFL contract at that time. He's damn near 40. Yeah. And and, and just to be clear, this isn't ripping uh, Lamar Jackson or ripping John Harbaugh. But I asked you guys this before the show. 
John Harbaugh, by and large, I mean, you can't, it's undeniable. He's been the better coach than D'Amico Ryans. He's got the track record. He's got a Super Bowl. He's got all, all, all the accolades. He's been there forever. But, but in this game, in this season, that's what we're talking about. Are we sure he's got that big of an advantage over D'Amico Ryans? Let me give you some, some, some background here. Since they won the Super Bowl, the Ravens have won their division uh, six times. I mean, excuse me, they've, they've had double-digit wins six times, 10 or more wins. They're 2-5 and five in the postseason since then. Since John Harbaugh has, since Lamar Jackson has become the, the starter, the Ravens have won their division three times. They lost in the divisional round both times before this season. So John Harbaugh is a great coach. Are we sure it's that much of a, you know, if we're going to talk about Lamar, that it's that much of a thing that he's. How much do you think the NFL has changed? Like, I'm just. Since 2012. Yeah. Like, how much do you think the NFL has changed since 2012? Yeah. Like, it's these young whippersnapper coaches that are just coming and smacking the guys from John Harbaugh's generation around. Mm -hmm. Mike Vrabel in his second year. He did. His team didn't give a damn. They were gravitating towards him. They beat the crap out of Baltimore and Lamar Jackson by 16 points. They were a 10 point underdog. Uh, Mike McCarthy last week, he had no answer for the young whippersnapper, Matt LaFleur, who was just foaming at the mouth, by the way, to not coach with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Zach Taylor with the Bengals, with Joe Burrow, kind of a kind of a new age type of guy. No. Um, they went and shocked Buffalo. They had a surprising Super Bowl run. Like, these these young whippersnapper coaches... And these progressive coaches, they've they've been having their way with these guys. Now, Andy Reid is an exception. Andy Reid's kind of a little bit more forward-thinking, but it's mm-hmm. not, like, as great as John Harbaugh is, what's he done lately? Like I said, he's had double-digit wins six times since uh, they won the Super Bowl. Okay. Must have a lot of playoff wins there. Two and five. Yeah, he must have a ton. And and here's an, here's another thing about John Harbaugh and, and the Ravens. We since- drinking the Kool-Aid too much, Fig? No, no, no. I, I think know it's. I know it I think it's valid, like it. man. I no, I mean it's it's but, backed but up by data. All we're telling data. you is is what the what has happened, like what the facts are here. Like they've they've won the division three times with Lamar Jackson, two times before this, lost in the divisional round both times. Like 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 it's this isn't eighteen different players since Lamar Jackson. Eighteen have been Pro Bowlers. Texans have one. And then and and they've and they've gone fifty-eight and nineteen with Lamar Jackson as a starting quarterback in the regular season. Fifty-eight and nineteen. One and three in the playoffs. They could get got, man. One and yeah. three in the playoffs. They could get got. And th- this is this is the other thing about like sometimes when you're like pointing to to others' flaws, like you're calling you're calling the obese guy fat, but then when you look in the mirror, you got you got a dad bod, and, and you've put on thirty five pounds. <laughs> that's you know, exactly right. you've put on twenty pounds or whatever. Yeah. So that's one thing. We're looking in the mirror. We got an eight pack. We got perfect arms. We got not CJ even a Stroud. six pack. We got, we got CJ pack. Stroud. Yeah, like we got CJ Stroud here. This is not. This is not the Texans with Brock Osweiler trying to nitpick the Patriots in 2016. Yeah, this is not. This is not the Houston Texans of 2019 with Deshaun uh, sitting there trying to nitpick Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, this is a guy. This is a guy. Uh, that has been one of the best regular season quarterbacks in recent history who has been trash in the playoffs. This is a coach who, despite his early success, has been bad in the playoffs. And meanwhile, you got C.J. Stroud. I say all this to say, I say all that to say this, and and this is the best way that I'll put it as far as the confidence level. Am I going to be Brandon Scott and pick the Texans to beat the Ravens? Probably not. Probably not. I might pick them to cover. But 
Probably not. But I will say this. If some guy came up to me and he put a gun to my head and he said, right answer or you die. Texans or Ravens, Saturday, 315 on ESPN slash ABC. I'm probably going to say Ravens. But when wifey asks me <laughs> what I want for dinner at 7 o'clock, I quoted the Backstreet Boys. I quoted, <laughs> I quoted the Backstreet Boys at the start of this segment. I'm going to quote Magic Johnson at the end of this segment. I might not be there. <laughs> I'm not going to be here. I might not be there because I would be sweating. So yeah. I'm not that guy. I'm not going to be here. <laughs> I, might, I might not be here. Yeah. I have to at least think about it. Mm-hmm. And that right there, that tells you, that that right there should tell you all you need to know when it comes to how you feel about the, the thing that matters the most and the things that matter the most in games like this. Coach, yep. quarterback, you feel great. Baltimore, do you really feel great based on what you've seen? No, you're hopeful. Do you really feel you're great? You're hopeful. You're anxious and hopeful. Be interesting. Yeah. Be very interesting. Landry Locker, John Lopez, Figgy Fig with you here on Houston Sports Leader, Sports Radio 610. I, I, I wish it were tomorrow, man. I wish it were tomorrow. Man, dude, I'm so excited. Two more sleeps, man. Two yeah. more sleeps, man. Yeah. Get through one. This feels like it should be Friday for me. It just feels like it's just I keep getting, thinking this Friday. We're getting ahead of ourselves is all. By the way, you're going to have that uh, Discovery Green uh, uh, watch party the Texans are having. So. Oh, yeah, the Discovery Green. Go out there. Yeah. Uh, I think Payne and Pendergast are going to be out there um, as well. So, uh Go check that out. Discovery Green downtown, always a good time. Uh, go check out the uh, Texans game, a uh, little watch party with your boys from Sports Radio 610. Coming up, lunchtime confessions. Mm-hmm. You're going to make me mad? Make you uncomfortable, man. Uncomfortable. Make you uncomfortable. All right. I might be a sick individual. Well, we know that already. It's next. That's- this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Lunchtime confessions. We confess our sins to you, the loopholes. Shout out to the loopholes. If you listen, you are one. Some of these confessions have to do with sports. Some have nothing to do with sports, but we're transparent with you 24-7. Let it hang a little bit lower during lunchtime. 
confessions. Gerard Johnson, quarterback coach, friend of the show, straight off the practice field shortly. But in the meantime, it is time to confess. So Baltimore is in Maryland, right? I think so. Yes, it is. <laughs> Who has a house in Maryland? John McClain. I'm wondering. Wondering what? Is he, is he cheering for the Texans here, too? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, John McClain will be in the slime off. Uh, he will be in the slime off. He should go to Maryland. For that Buffalo Bills tweet. Yeah, he really should. It's right on it's the a, coast. It's a nice-ass house, too. It is, and I've seen pictures. Yeah. It's a nice house. About as nice as the, his house in Florida. Hell, Carol Car- Car- might be there. I, yeah, I was about to say, her. he probably can't go because <laughs> she's there. <laughs> hey, uh, Texans are playing the Ravens. I'm busy. Sorry. <laughs> All right, so I'm wishing discomfort on you. Why? And I'm getting a sick joy out of this. I actually feel bad about this. There's a lot of times I'm a sicko and a slime ball, and I'm unapologetic for it. Mm-hmm. But even this feeling just kind of has me feeling like a little, like kind of even more of a slime ball than usual. <laughs> Don't you always wish discomfort for me? Not always. Okay. Not always. All right. So, Gerard Johnson. Yes. Full disclosure, mm-hmm. Lopez has known him since he was a kid. He's like family. He's been he's like best best friends with both your sons. All that. Uh, he's friend of the show. Aggie, all, all that crap. Mm-hmm. Uh, he could be next in line for a OC job for the Houston Texans. And I think eventually Gerard Johnson. I, I'm not just saying this because he is a friend of the show. I, I think eventually he becomes an NFL head coach. I believe that. No, I, a lot of people believe that. And I think he could be next in line if and when Bobby Slowick leaves. I think it makes sense. It's natural. CJ loves him, all that. Yeah. I can't wait for the day because everybody has a bad game. <laughs> I can't wait for the day when Gerard calls a bad game as an offensive coordinator and Lopez has to completely hammer him on Monday, on Reaction Monday. I, I, I've thought of that, but let me ask you this. <laughs> what do you? How do you think I'll play that? No, no, I know you'll do it, but I'll I just, do it. I know you'll do it, but I'm just I'm here's just, the other thing. Gerard knows I'll do it. No, I know, yeah. and I just want to. I just want to laugh at it. It's just you like know, he's gonna, he gonna start every statement off like, you know, that's my like my son. He's a great guy. Yeah, he's a great guy. But, he's, he's gonna be like Stephen A. He's a close friend of mine, but <laughs> he's like a brother to me. <laughs> but but what the hell was he doing? <laughs> no, I've I've thought about that. You know, it is it is uh, you you know my drill with him. I don't ask him anything about anything. I haven't done it for decades now. Uh, but it, but yeah, no, I, I've thought about it, but I think he knows I'll play that straight. He is connected to a lot of these, uh, OC openings though. Like he has, I mean, he's, he's very he's coached well and played in, in Philadelphia. Yeah. He knows Sirianni. I mean, uh, they worked as close yeah. as you could with the Colts. Now, you know, Nick yeah. Sirianni was kind of like the OC and he was like quality control. That's, I mean, that's a lot of work with the guy. Oh like, yeah. You're basically like setting stuff up for him. So yeah, I've always wondered, no, that, that, uh, Aaron that's... Glenn as well, the, uh, he's real close with Aaron Glenton, uh, as, as you would figure. Fire his ass. <laughs> I won't say that. Mark Andrews scares me more than anybody on that team. And he yes, should. I, yes, I know Lamar Jackson is on that team. I remember when I argued here about the Texans drafting Mark Andrews, and I was told uh, they shouldn't draft him because he's diabetic. Well, how'd that work out? Look, he, I know Lamar Jackson would be the one throwing him diabetic. the ball. Diabetic. Well, so like Cutler. He did, like he didn't play good ball. Yeah. Oh, by the way, <laughs> texters have updated us yet again. It- 
I, Lamar Jackson's going to throw him the ball, but because it's the middle of the field, because he's such a weapon, because he is probably more likely to make a, a, a big play and he has often, he actually scares me more than anybody on that team. Yeah, I think he's yeah. their best weapon. Yeah. He's a badass. And by the way, he was a receiver in high school. Yes, he was. So, yes, he's very scary. I respect his work. I take a lot of his stuff with a grain of salt because I think he, he was just way too dramatic. Um, at times, at times, I also think he's playing for gifts, and I think it's, like, uh, unauthentic. Um, but Dan Orlovsky, when he talks about the film and the breakdowns, I don't think there are too many better, mm-hmm. and, I, and I do respect him in that area. But I got to confess, I think Dan Orlovsky lied his ass off this week mm-hmm. uh, during NFL Live. What happened? He was talking about the game plan – um, of one of the teams in the NFL playoffs. And he said he said this. This is a quote. That was the worst offensive game plan and execution that I've seen this year. And I've watched every single snap of every single team this season. No way. No way. No way. How many snaps is that? No way. So you're telling me he watched every Tennessee Titans, Carolina Panthers... Washington foot commanders snap on top of being on TV three times a day. That's not, that's just not working smart. If you're doing that, my friend, if if you watch, if you watch uh, Jeff Driscoll start for the Cleveland Browns in that meaningless ass game, you ain't working very smart. My friend, this goes back to when I talk about the Texans and people don't know like about the Texans the previous three years. And I don't hold it against you because you shouldn't every single snap of every single game. Soldier Boy, please step forward. All right. This is fake. This is fake. This is fake. Yeah, that's Photoshop. That's fake. Shout shout out to the calculator on my Android. So the average number of plays on offense is about 60 to 80. Yeah. Right? So I'm going to go low. I'm going to say 65 times 32 teams. All right? Times 17. Number of games. That's 35,360 snaps. Come on. Like, what are you doing? 35,000 snaps? Like, if you're watching all the Cowboys <laughs> and, like, all the playoff teams, okay. But you watch every single snap How of every single team. time to play with his kids and his <laughs> wife? He's got, like, five kids, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, 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 he, and, that's not even and he's count- on TV all the time. <laughs> yes. That's not even count how long each play takes. Yeah. And yeah, I, yeah, yeah. And, again, <laughs> I, I think sometimes it's a, it's a little bit much, but I, I, I respect the hell out of, like, his just breakdowns. Like, his breakdowns, that's a lie. That's a lie. 5,000. That's a lie. That's a lie. I agree. I think we're someone gonna... someone is saying on here real quick, J-Lo. Yeah. Uh, condensed NFL games, 45 minutes. If you're it's watching tape. Snaps. No, but the other thing is this. If you're watching tape like Dan Orlovsky does. You don't condense. It, it is a process. You're watching every game three times. Like, I don't yeah. think people really respect how, how much goes into the film work of Dan Orlovsky. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think we're going to have to take a road trip to Hempstead. What's that? Hempstead, Texas. What's that? It's a little town uh, over toward uh, kind of northwest. Okay. Uh, you want to go to Hempstead? I ain't going to no little town, man. You want to go to Hempstead? What's going on there? See if you still say that. Hempstead, Texas. Okay. Has opened an old school, full restaurant, full buffet, with the bench seating, Pizza Hut. Oh, my God. Where the hell the is one, that? The one with the hut? It's shaped like a hut? Where's Hempstead? Uh, dude, 
the Pizza Hut restaurant. Hempstead. Let me see. With the salad bar yeah. and the bar. How far is it from miles, here? Miles, man. How far is it? Forty-six yeah, miles. Yeah, it's just kind of northwest of us, dude. Okay. You should see the pictures of this place. It's crazy. It looks like just like we grew up with. I mean, even the lighting and everything else. Look, look at this place. Look at that, dude. Man, <laughs> dude. <laughs> We got to go to Hempstead. Dude. They opened a pizza hut, like old school pizza hut. Do a show from out there. We should do a show from <laughs> yeah. out there. They probably, they, these days, they probably put the stuffed crust oh, on man, there, Oh, man, they too. got root beer. They got everything. These days, they probably put the stuffed crust up there, too. They There's an old school uh, pizza buffet down um, kind of by Carbach Brewery, the, a pizza inn. It goes in, man. The lady's so sweet. She that. Yeah, they that's that's what hey, that's what the pizza inn looks like. They got the pizzas. Pizza out on inn's the got like three the, pastas. Yeah. They got they got two sweet ladies who like yeah. take your order and stuff. Yeah, uh, can I get you a drink? What are you drinking, dude? This is like I'm not even kidding. I mean, like, nah. If we're heading at, out of town, we're going in that direction. We're gonna have a lunch at Pizza Hut. Pizza man. buffet goes in. <laughs> pizza Hut, old school. Watch this. These are my confessions. I feel like the Cowboys are what the Texans used to be on a much higher level. Texans were limiting their ceiling with B.O.B. because of division titles. Now I think the Cowboys are doing the same with Mike McCarthy with 12 win seasons. Mm -hmm. Sorry ain't sorry. Kind of enjoying watching it, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I I, I talked about it earlier. I think they kind of did the Texans a favor. They're they're indifferent about the Cowboys. I I mean, they're still giant, but I'm talking about indifferent. I mean... uh, Peripheral fans, new fans, and the Texans are interesting. The Texans are exciting. Watch this. These are my confessions. I've come to grips with it. Bobby Slowick is gone. He's gone. Okay. He, he's got to be. They, they, there are there are too many good jobs out there, and he's he's interviewing in Seattle. Good job. Good uh, you know good environment. Washington, I think it's the best of the bunch. Tennessee. I mean, you can say what you want. Atlanta, weapons, those are the four jobs that, that he's interviewed for. I don't necessarily want it to happen, but I've come to grips with it. And, and here's this, too. Let, let's not fool ourselves. If he gets, what, a five-year contract for $5 million, that's more right. money he's ever five, had six, in his life. 30, yeah. Yeah, probably six, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm lowballing it. I mean, you can't He turn- strikes me as someone who could live on 45K. Yes, but you can't, you know... He's making Sneeze Frank it. Ross give him free haircuts. I mean, you, you think he at least slides Frank a twenty? Nah, he doesn't pay him. I think that's an insult. They're in the so same. He just takes a free haircut. They work together. They. Bobby yeah. Slowick's a slime ball. No, that. he is not. That's He's like a slime I, ball. I, man. I gonna, You're not going to pay him for and, your and fade. And even if he tried Frank, you're not going to pay him for your fade. Even if he tried Frank Ross, wouldn't take it. Frank Ross didn't want twenty bucks. No, man, that's disgraceful. <laughs> no, that's disgraceful. It does look like a twenty dollar haircut. Let's. <laughs> Really? I was thinking more like a like a hair school. $8? Those $8? Five dollar special yeah. <laughs> on Tuesdays. Let's talk to Gerard Johnson. CJ Stroud has credited Gerard Johnson for his development. Once upon a time, Gerard Johnson had a regular Thursday segment on this very show. Now he's on to bigger and better things. Let's talk to him next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents In the Loop with John Lopez and Landry Locker. C.J. Stroud. This was uh, Daniel Jeremiah talking about C.J. Stroud. This is strong praise. Uh, And we're going to hear from one of the first names C.J. Stroud mentions and a very close friend of the show, especially uh, with Lopez, Gerard Johnson, the quarterback coach. We're going to hear from him shortly. But let's hear this high praise from Daniel Jeremiah talking about quarterback C.J. Stroud. You're maybe two years too early. That throwing uh, session, we said it at the time, was the best that I've ever seen at the Combine. But there's a difference between being a a passer and a thrower and playing the quarterback position at the elite, elite, elite level. I didn't have words for Stroud. I got asked about that right after the game. And I'm like, I've never seen anything like that. I've never seen somebody play the position that well. Not just... Oh, he made a play down in, down out, uh, on balance, feet, eyes connected, getting through progressions, bing, 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 delivering the ball accurately, whether it required uh, velocity, whether it required touch, over the top balls, dry balls. He did everything. I, I don't know where you, you go, man, you know what? He can get better here. Where? I, I don't know. I don't know how you get better from what he's doing now. It's ridiculous. As high praise as I've ever heard you give. I've never seen 22. it. Really, it's, he, he's that much of an outlier. I've never seen a guy at this age be so consistent and and just not putting the ball in jeopardy, making big plays, making the right play. That's one of many examples of uh, praise for C.J. Stroud. We're two sleeps away from Texans versus Ravens. Let's uh, let's talk to a guy who C.J. credits uh, a lot for his development, uh, Gerard Johnson, a uh, friend of the show. And, Gerard, I'm going to start – uh, with a guy or, or that's been by your side uh, the whole year uh, during this journey. When he's on the TV screen, he he shines, he he sticks out. Uh, I'm talking about your watch, man. Your your, your watch game is uh, pretty strong uh, when you're out there. What's what's going on with these watches? I I, I dabbled into the the watch world. Uh, Burke, their DC, he kind of guided me in the right direction. He's kind of championed that for me. But uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's something as I get older, I pass down to my kids, and so I'm just kind of dipping my toe to the watch. I, I see so. you kind of rubbing your it's head a little bit with that with that left uh, with that left hand whenever the <laughs> camera's on you. You're not fooling me, my friend. <laughs> hey, Gerard, you spent more time with uh, your new baby jersey or CJ Stroud? Uh, it's pretty even at this point. I think I definitely think Jersey's got the edge, barely, <laughs> but uh, it's 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 pretty close. So, what has this been like for you, man? Like, so you 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 go around. You've you've been coaching quarterbacks for a long time. Um, you you go to you go to Indianapolis. You end up in Minnesota, and then you get to come home. And not only do you get to come home, you get to coach someone who you know very well. Uh, in C.J. Stroud, and, and and immediately there's been there's been a certain level of success. What has this whole experience been like for you? Uh, honestly, for me, it's just been a blessing, man. I mean, you like you, you know, like you hit it all. You hit it all, right? I mean, I've done a lot uh, in football and a lot of different uh, areas from from everywhere, from coaching little kids to high school to college to training pros to coaching pros. 
you know, so I'm just very thankful for my football journey, I think, has given me a very unique perspective on the game, an appreciation for people, an appreciation for the process, and then for, too, like you said, to meet CJ at a young age, and then to kind of, for life to work out, where I get to coach him at this level, and for him to have the success he's had, I mean, I'm just, I'm very fortunate, I feel like I've been very blessed, and I'm just thankful, you know, because there's a whole lot of things that led to this road that you, at the time, thinking back on it, you don't know why they happened, or, you know, what they happened, whether they're positive or, you know, didn't go in my favor. But at the end of the day, it all led to here. And I'm very fortunate and thankful to be in the, the, the spot I am coaching the guys that I'm getting to coach. You know, you, you mentioned that. And obviously, you know, we, we, we talk, uh, we've talked a lot about it. But you go back to that time. I believe there was a time where you were coaching either in high school. I, I might have the timeline wrong here, Gerard. But you were either coaching in high school or doing camps. And your brother, uh, Marquise, who's now uh, with the Vikings, he was he was uh, riding a what do they call him pedicab or whatever uh, at NRG uh-huh. Stadium. I mean, from that moment where he's driving a pedicab, and now he's in Minnesota, and you're coaching kids uh, of various ages in camps and and such. That wasn't that long ago, man. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it really wasn't. But I think a lot of it's testament to you know our our childhood and how we were raised and and just being coaches' kids and us knowing that we wanted to be coaches and, and that's kind of how our dad kind of led us. Uh, growing up, he was a coach at Humble, of course, you know, but, but you know, our dad was kind of our hero and he instilled a lot in us. And so we knew at that time that it was just a matter of just work every day, you know, hard work and prayer undefeated. And that, uh, you know, hopefully you do enough good things that at some point someone recognizes or an opportunity presents itself. And at that point, uh, you make the most of it. And yeah, Marquise got his first job from, yes, he was coaching at Galena Park High School, doing the pedicab on the weekends to make extra money. And he ran into Ray Wright, who was an assistant strength coach at the time. Uh, with the Texans, he, he was on the back of his pedicab. He kind of told him his story, and Marquise would wake up first thing in the morning and go watch the just volunteer and watch the the spring workouts. The Texans, and that's kind of what got him his first relationship. And then he got on a couple different places after that. And then Ray called him five years later when he was at the University of Tennessee and gave him an opportunity with the 49ers, and that sort of started his NFL journey. So, I mean, really, just a testament to being you have a lot of people who poured into us and still a lot of work that's into us but like I said we've been very fortunate been very blessed uh but it definitely was a lot of people that helped us along the way for us to chase our dreams talking to uh Gerard Johnson here on in the loop on sports radio 610 so we heard uh Daniel Jeremiah said you know he doesn't know what CJ Stroud can improve you know him pretty well what what can CJ Stroud uh improve uh what are what are the biggest areas of improvement that that you think that CJ uh could focus on I mean, really, there, there's just always something, and it's just at the end of the day, like I, w- I don't even consider it improvement. It's just more like the focus. Like, you know, I, I went to the Manning camp when I was in college, and we got to talk to Peyton, and one thing he shared with us, like, you know, somebody asked him what's the difference in college and the NFL or what's it like being an NFL quarterback, and he's like, look, you spend, you know, 40 hours a week, however many hours you put into this game plan to give yourself a chance on Sunday, and you'll find out on Sunday if it's any good or if it's not, and you got to do it all over again. I mean, the consistency of – really just doing all the things we've been doing and just keeping it sharp because every Sunday you'll get tested, you know, and so you just got to keep the consistency up and that's the hardest thing about it. So, I mean, like I said, him getting better at something, I mean, there's plenty of things out there, you know, you're always going to be on your footwork, you're always going to be on your mechanics, you're always going to be on decision-making because you got to stay sharp because as you're trying to get better, the defenses are getting better too. There's always a new coverage, there's always a new scheme, there's always a new check, and you're just trying to be as sharp as you can so at our position we can react and make the best decision for the team. I want to go back to how your relationship with CJ started. I remember texting with you uh, when you were at the Elite 11 camp, and uh, Hudson Card was there, Bryce Young, Haynes King, and a lot of people don't realize CJ was kind of one of the last entries 
accepted to that Elite 11 camp because he was like a three-star guy before that. And and you took on uh, C.J. Stroud. Just what what you know what what was that like? When did you realize? Okay, not only is this guy good, but he could be something else. Oh, uh, really? It it was just it kind of grew throughout the week. You know, we spent a full like things. We spent five or six days with him, and every day was like jam packed with camp stuff, on the field stuff, leadership training, media training. I mean, it was just you take the top twenty kids in the country and put them in a setting to give them resources that could help them. You know, uh, they can use later on in their career, and so. Really, uh, there was a pro day competition we do every year to where you simulate, like, I think, 35 straight throws. Um, we simulate a pro day and we rank every throw. So I want to say, yeah, one of the highest scores, you know, we've had up to that date uh, doing that. And it was just the natural accuracy was the first thing that caught my eye, you know. And so that was the first thing that caught my eye. And then for him to realize and recognize and appreciate the resources that were there. And he stayed late. He asked questions. I mean, he really took that entire week, and he got the absolute most out of that week. And so for me, that was when I really kind of understood that this kid's different. There's something special about him. He's, he's hungry to learn. There's an edge about, you know, seizing a moment to where, you know, he probably took that, that week more serious than any other player there. And I think he greatly benefited from it. So he puts a lot into it. He works really, really hard. And, you know, I think a lot of his success is a testament to how he was raised, things he'd been through. He, uh, you know, he attaches himself with people he feels can help him out. And I think that, you know, his trainers in California, Ohio State, choosing that university, all those different things have been decisions by him that I think have worked out for him. And, you know, he comes in every single day and he always wants to get better. He's hard on himself. Uh, he believes in himself. And, uh, you know, he's, he's having success. What, what's the uh, difference? Because it, it was your first game. Gerard Johnson, Texans quarterback coach, joining us. It was your first game, you know, going and trying to win a ball game with him. Uh, the last time these these two teams met, the Texans and the Ravens. What what was the difference walking into that game with CJ being right at his hip versus let's say the Cleveland game? What 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 what's the biggest differences you guys have experienced, whether it's mentally, whatever, uh, from that point to the last time y'all did it? I honestly think it's a lot has to do with this. Collectively as a group, as a full team, we know who we are. We know what we're trying to get done with plays. We know what our identity is, and we understand. Like we just understand what we're trying to get done. And I think that Bobby's done a really good job of coming in with a clear message, a clear brand of football, a clear identity of who we're going to be, how we're going to play, what the expectations are, and all those different things. But you can only really test those until you get on Sunday. You know, until something goes your way, like ah, that's why we do it, or it doesn't go your way, ah, that's why we do it this way. You really don't know until you get out there. I just think over t- over the, as the season has grown, we've really kind of hunkered down on who our identity is, how plays are supposed to play out, how we're supposed to read plays, what the expectations are. And I just really think we found ourselves, and that's what's allowed us to have this success. But once again, every Sunday it's tested, and uh, it's a lot of trust. It's a lot of hard work, and I think uh, it's a testament to our players, and I think Bobby's done a really good job leading us uh, in that right direction. And You know, that, that one moment uh, in Indianapolis, it was, it was interesting. We've talked about it a couple of times here. The first person that, uh, well, that we saw anyway, uh, that C.J. Stroud went to literally crying uh, uh, when you clinched the division was you. I mean, what was that like for you? And and I guess that's just reflective of what you have built with C.J. Yeah, I mean, that that was a cool moment for both of us. We kind of reminisced a little bit sitting there as the time was going out. Uh, You know, but for me, I just didn't come down to respect. You know, I, I like to think he respects me. I respect the heck out of him. And and there's a mutual respect for each other and, and kind of what, how we, what we've done in each other's lives, you know. And so I wish the kid all the best. And, you know, it's like I said, it's a testament to him. And I think he's special. Uh, I'm just very fortunate to have be a small part, and, you know, and, and 
kind of his journey. But uh, he's a special kid. That was a special moment for us. And I just think it was kind of like a respect to both of us. It's like, man, we're really having success at, the, success, success at this and just appreciating uh, each other. You, you mentioned Bobby. Bobby's a friend of this show, Bobby Slowick. Obviously, his, his name, he's, he's a pretty popular dude. What, what makes Bobby Slowick so effective as a, as a play caller? And what's he been like to work with? Uh, he's been great, man. Like I said, the biggest thing for me is that from day one, he had a clear vision. He had a clear message. And he's very direct. He's very blunt. It's very clear. It's the clarity of which his expectations are, how he installs plays, how he coaches, I think just sets the standard for everybody else around him, you know. And so I just think he's a really sharp mind. He's a great play caller. But I think the biggest thing is it's just he sets a clear picture and a clear vision of where we're trying to go. He, he speaks with the end in mind. And uh, at that point, it's then it's all the steps it takes to get there. And for us to kind of get to this point, he spoke about this moment in the spring. You know, how he sees the offense going, how the, the pace we're going to play with, the physical mentality up front, the efficiency in the pass game. All these things have come to light, and all you can do is respect that. And uh, He had a vision, and that vision's kind of working out well for us. And, uh, yeah, he's definitely sharp. He's bright. and uh, He's one of the best guys in, in the league. Do y'all align philosophically when it comes to, like, play calling and game plans and stuff like that? Yeah, we do. I mean, we do. Like, uh, it's kind of funny. I'm a coach's kid. He's a coach's kid. Um, you know, my, my kind of first real knowledge in football is playing for Mike Sherman. Who came from Gary Kubiak, who has a with the Shanahan's, and so us in the West Coast-ish world, I guess there's some similarities to it as well. But I do think what they've been, what they did in San Francisco, and what we're kind of creating down here, um, is an exciting, uh, exciting brand of football that that's uh, you know had success. So we're just trying to keep that going. Now there is one thing that he does, and, and we've given Bobby a hard time about sometimes how those ball caps look a little too big on him um, during games. Um, but there is one thing he does, and I, I want to put you in Bobby Slowick's shoes, which which we've done a few times this week for different reasons. I won't ask you about that. But if you had Bobby Slowick's hair, would you let Frank Ross cut it? I would, man. I was with Frank. Really? In so Frank Ross can cut. So Frank Ross can really cut hair because that's a really hey, good friend of the show. Frank Frank doesn't do many things not full speed. I mean, he gives a hundred percent effort at anything he does, and you best believe he's got three mirrors. He's got a he has a little sign with the little red, white, blue barber's oh, cut. God. Puts on the Frank Sinatra like it is not a game. <laughs> he puts so, on Frank Sinatra. So. Frank, yes. When you know Frank Sinatra playing in the locker room, Frankie's chopping somebody up. So he takes the, the cut game real serious. Do any, so. do any of the brothers let him cut their hair, or is, or is it just like uh, – because I, I know that's kind of a thing. Figgy, Figgy always gives me a hard time and says we can't go to the same barber shop. Do, do any of the brothers have uh, the guts to let him cut the hair? I knew the button was coming at some point with that question, but uh, – but uh, some, I mean, uh, some do. I mean, so I go to my boy Julian, who runs Empire uh, Barbershop. He, we went to high school together, uh, Empire Barber Studio. He comes to the facility and cuts the team as well. So I go to Julian, but I know some guys do go to Frankie. But uh, at the end of the day, if I had to get my hair cut, I would trust Frankie. I really would. Okay. Man. Okay. I see you. Gerard, good luck, man. Uh, how many watches we packing? What, what are we rocking on uh, Saturday? I got one. That's all I got. <laughs> Is it the same one you wore against the Browns and Colts? I'm uh, What's that? Is it the What'd same you one you wore against the Browns and Colts? Yeah, I only got one. That's my right, go-to. Good. That's right, good. Good. Okay, good. For now. Yeah, yeah. don't change it. Yeah, for now. <laughs> for now. All right, we appreciate right, you, man. my man. All right. There you All right, go. Thanks. It's the great Gerard Johnson here on In the Loop on Sports Radio 610. In the Loops, Gerard Johnson. Yeah, he's been here. He knows the race card button. He knows all yeah, of it. Yeah, that. he was waiting That's for it. right there. <laughs> he was waiting for it. Oh, man. Coming up, let's go around the league. Let's hear from the previously mentioned Bobby Slowick. He has some interesting things to say. A couple of his buddies cried. The hell's wrong with them? And a guy who many thought could have been where D'Amico is, 
He kind of tipped his hand when it comes to what's going to happen the next couple of months. Round the league next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.